I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Pinterest, Pinterest, Pinterest. Nice. Mm. This is exciting because you have been like starting to curate your own Pinterest, right? Kind of, yes. Just started putting up baking and food photos along with inspo. Inspo? Did I say it right? That's correct, yeah. Inspo stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've had a Pinterest for a while, and that's the Pinterest that we're using for the podcast now that gets linked in the show notes sometimes. So I have a pretty hefty inspo hmm. like folder hefty, i guess hefty, hefty. <laughs> wow we're really digging deep didn't even mean to have that parallelism yeah i think that that's like someone's shit though we can't just like use that it's hefty shit that's the right trash yeah i didn't realize but it's funny that we started with that and then got brought up maybe it was so subliminal that their marketing is like so in my brain but so, your use of pinterest 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 like brought it to the fore for me yeah, potentially. Or this is a big ad for Hefty. I wish it were a big ad for Hefty. Yeah. I just read an article actually about how basically like even famous people don't make money podcasting, but it's always something you do kind of like on the side for like spare change. I mean, that makes sense. So that's a bummer. Sense. Yeah. That's not completely relevant to what we're talking about right now though. No. We're talking about Pinterest. Mm-hmm. A little bit about Instagram too, mm-hmm. I would say. But specifically, Pinterest Envy. I would. I think that Pinterest Envy is um, the more talked about one in this genre, at least. Pinterest is very big for home stuff, though. You can consume that content on Instagram, too, and feel envy on Instagram as well, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I think about this a lot because, like, for me, personally... But for some reason, I'll, like, look at Pinterest sometimes and be like... Wow, I wish my house were that, like, clean, mm. or that put together, or that well accessorized, or that, like, all of my surfaces had cute little vignettes with, like, trays and candles, you mm. know? And I realize that that's, that room that's being photographed doesn't look like that every day, that it's been styled to the be that way, and the styling often includes hours of work and special lighting and props that are brought into the space and then removed after the photo is taken. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, man, why doesn't my apartment look like it's ready to be photographed at any given moment? I mean, you do photograph it quite often. That's true. And I like specifically in the show notes, try not to style too much one because that's not really fun for me. And so I, don't get joy out of it um but also because i want to combat this a little bit and say like this is what our space looks like when we live in it sometimes i tuck the router behind something when i take a photo over there but like more Mm -hmm. or less (laughs) this is what our home like looks like when we live in it because i appreciate that type of content when i'm looking at pinterest or instagram that it's like oh, sometimes people's houses are messy, but they still like the way they're decorated. Or like, sometimes your house is really clean, but it still doesn't photograph particularly well because you're not a professional magazine stylist, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, that's what we're talking about this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know, I guess to bring up an example, though I feel like all things are examples because never does this apartment photograph like a magazine spread, but like we moved your dresser recently. Right. It used to be the other bedside table mm-hmm. that isn't the decoupage table mm-hmm. of many episodes fame. Um, but we needed access to that window because that's the window to the fire escape and you are now fire escape gardening. Yep. So we moved that dresser to the other. Which like, if we could pause, maybe we should have had access to that window anyway because it's the window for the fire escape. I always felt that in an emergency, we would actively be able to move that dresser. It's not a heavy dresser. Yeah, that's true. You know, I guess I imagined we would need a few minutes to access the fire escape anyway, because the way the grate works is not particularly intuitive. Now we got it. Well, yeah, now you're practiced at it, so we'd be super fast out the window. Mm -hmm. But I never felt like the dresser was going to be the barrier for us. Every second counts, right? I suppose that's true. So we move the dresser, which is good for your fire escape garden and also an objectively safer fire situation, (laughs) to the other wall where my dresser is, which was like a bit of a thing for me. I understand why we did it and why it works better that way for now. And also it allowed us to put the lime tree up there Mm -hmm. and hang the grow light and everything. And so I think that worked out. But... I think personally now when you look at the bed, there's like a weight imbalance in the room. Okay. But that side is much lighter and there's kind of like a space in the room. Mm. Whereas the side with the decoupage table now feels heavier. And so in my brain, I were like, I was like, wow, did you hear that weird subject for disagreement right there? Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, Oh, if I ever wanted to photograph this space, I might have to move that dresser back. Hmm. And I want to actively fight that because this is how we're living in it. And this is how it functions for us, which is the purpose of living in a space, not taking Pinterest photos of it. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a cool thing to say, like function over form. Yeah, but it's not really about form. It's like function over an F word that means, like, perceived societal value via the internet. Fame. Mm, that worked pretty well, actually. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, huh? We're not famous on the internet, so yeah. it doesn't even matter. But I feel like you get famous partially on the internet by having pictures of very staged shit. Again yeah. Again and again and again and again and again. Or, like, staged, beautiful, like, aesthetically pleasing content. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Those are my thoughts. Function over fame. <laughs> Boom. Hashtag. Hashtag function over fame. Hashtag Donnie's core corner. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Who says you can't get rich off podcast? <laughs> Literally everyone else who has a podcast. <laughs> now that I have a Pinterest, sky's the limit, all right? <laughs> um, your Pinterest doesn't even have our apartment on it, though. Well, it has food coming out of our apartment. You're, in, like, actively not helping time. us be famous on the internet, just saying. Like, you can't build an empire overnight, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> can only do so much at once. I was also thinking about this recently because I was listening to an episode of Young House Love Has a Podcast, like I always do. And they were talking about the idea of the big renovation and how actually new it is 
and like specifically relative to HGTV that now you turn on HGTV and you're going to get like one hour long episode of television in which a, a whole ass house is like gut renovated. And so that hour is going to follow from like the purchase of the house in some sort of terrible state to the final like beautiful Pinterest worthy house. Whereas even as like recently as when we were growing up, you turn on HGTV and there would be like an hour long episode where someone was redecorating a room and there would be no construction. Mm. They might have like a handyman who like builds a built-in bookshelf, but that would take him several days. <laughs> and it would be like documented over the course of the episode, the like, would he finish? Can we install it and paint it in time? And like, there was this really quaint, adorable show called Room by Room, where like, <laughs> literally they only did one room of the house. So you <laughs> knew that all of the other rooms in the house were really shitty, but the episode would cover them like making the floor plan. And they would cut the furniture out of graph paper and mm. draw the room on a separate piece of graph paper and then like move the little graph paper furniture around the little graph paper room. And that would be like actual minutes of the television show. That is pretty quaint. There's something very like children's show circa like 90s early 2000s pbs about that <laughs> about the graph paper scene you just described there was like no and like there was no digital like rendering mm. of the room you know it was all that little graph paper and then like a mood board that they'd made like cutting stuff out of magazines it was very cute let's bring it back i mean kind of and i i wonder though like no one or would anyone be interested in watching that because there is such a Pinterest, like, what am I trying to say? Like a Pinterest culture, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. And those rooms were cute, but they were all very, like, doable in your suburban living room, you know? Uh-huh. Like, stuff that you could buy at your local stores and, like, crafts that you could do from stuff that you, like, bought at Michael's. Mm-hmm. It didn't require permits, like... I blame Monster House. You specifically, yes, I do. Yeah, I specifically blame Monster House. Maybe that was the turning point. If we could track the turning point in renovation television, I think that would be it. Mm. That's it. Those are my thoughts. I mean, I can elaborate <laughs> on said thoughts. No, that's okay. I, I guess that that really started me thinking because I have talked about several times on this show. I like feel like, oh, everything would be better if we could just replace this, like, awful kitchen tile. Uh Or, like, if we could gut and rearrange the bathroom. And right now we're kind of, like, obviously we can't do any of those things. Those things are not available to us. But you'll notice that I, like, photograph the kitchen and bathroom way less than I photograph the living room and the bedroom because I feel like it's difficult to photograph in there in a way that, like, people want to look at it. Mm -hmm. And... I wonder if all of that is stuff that I've internalized from like this Pinterest culture or this like renovation culture. Dun dun dun. You know? Yeah, I suppose. We're getting pretty deep. You gotta. I mean, I mean, yeah, we're in here in the podcast. Bring it back. I blame Monster House in part. Here's why. Okay. <clears throat> I blame it. Because one, what a ridiculous show. Two, <laughs> two, 
It was like on the like order of Pimp My Ride, I feel like, though. Yeah, well, yeah, it was the natural progression of like all that shit. Um, but it was the first big home renovation show that my, my folks never really watched HGTV. I never really had, like, it was never on when I was a kid. But my folks would watch Monster House, right? That was my first exposure to like home renovation shows. Which, like, didn't leave an indelible impact in any real way. <laughs> but when... Do you secretly wish we lived in a monster house? No. <laughs> I think about... Well, that was something, like, my folks always be like, what are people going to do in, like, five years? You're right. Like, when you, you've turned your house into, like, a NASCAR-themed house. <laughs> you know? <coughs> um, or whatever fucking crazy shit they did. But that was, like, the first really big cross-network home that was on like cbs or whatever right like basic oh, i don't even everyone remember. watches cable yeah that was on any specialty channel and then that they i don't know maybe someone should fact check me someone should definitely fact check me it probably wasn't the first show to do a whole house but it was the first like show of crazy viewership maybe to do a whole house right there was also extreme home makeover at I would say the exact same time almost and that was on like ABC or something mm. where they would pick like a family who had a special situation you know and they would like I think renovate the house they didn't build the house but they would renovate the house to be like more suited to their needs and that was like a whole home show as well yeah and uh, but I would say those were pretty like contemporary to each other yeah different vibes same idea yeah, I kind of, like, in Monster <coughs> House, they kind of ruined the house. Yeah, they destroy it. Yeah. They... Like, there's no resale value on that house, except maybe to say, like, this is a Monster House house, which might have mattered in, like, 2005, but certainly does not matter today. Yeah, or there's someone who is trying to collect all the Monster House houses, like some wow, that Swedish would be really billionaire dark. or something. Yeah, that would be pretty dark, huh? Imagine... It just comes to light that, like, one media mogul has slowly been collecting every monster house ever made. Think about that. I'm a little into it, kind of. Yeah. As, like, an eccentric billionaire move. It'd be a good one. In any event, I feel like there's this moment in television where it became it in the way, like... I don't know, the Food Network, all that shit kind of happened at the same time. Like, there were cooking shows before the Food Network, but then the Food Network happened, and now there's, like, food television all the time doing really essentially the same, like, crazy-ass shit. And then with the home shows, it was like, oh, look at this cute thing. We're fixing this home. Or, like, I remember HGTV, I lied. The times we watched HGTV were about, like, there are shows about, like, a backyard garden, and you spend a whole episode building a bird feeder. And it was basically... (laughs) As I recall from watching with my parents, it's like the original YouTube. Like these shows, but you could know right. how to make a fucking bird feeder by the end of watching this half-hour program on HGTV. That's a good point. People are actually trying to like bring the gardening content back, especially because gardening and like houseplants are getting so hot now. Because there was a strong gardening vibe on HGTV for a long time that kind of phased out when the renovation shows came back. Yeah, I mean it's home and garden television. That's what people are saying. Yeah, it's basically just HTV right now, which is a weird thing to say out loud. Um, but I remember those gardening shows. That's what my folks would watch, I think. I don't know. My folks would listen to correct me. Everyone fact check me right now. I'm saying <laughs> just inane shit. 
but I remember those shows about like birdhouses or there would be whole episodes about a specific plant type like not like just a rose but like oh in this episode we're going to talk about shade loving plants what you can do for shade loving plants and it'd be like a walkthrough of that kind of situation and then all these home shows it became like the thing like if you're not fixing a whole house then it's not television worth watching and then it was now everyone's doing whole houses it sounded a little fogeyish too like i remember <laughs> back when you didn't have to fix a whole house to have good television uh, but it's a little true. I, I mean, I like those shows a lot, and I find them to be really inspiring. And I think that it's an ethos that's kind of interesting to me because I think it was also happening at a time when <coughs> I know, at least in my experience, like building new houses was the thing to do. You moved to a place and you like wanted the newest house you could get. And I think that part of this renovation show craze was like, a shift in that ethos to be like, actually, you can spend less money and make something more custom by revitalizing something that already exists. You don't need to, like, build a brand new tract home. Or you spend less money and turn your house into a NASCAR house. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, for sure. So what do we do about it? About feeling like we need to... Oh, it's a beautiful spaces or renovate them entirely? Yeah. Hmm. Which we literally can't do because we do not own this property. Well, we can use Pinterest and social media platforms for good. <laughs> we are the resistance. Uh. <laughs> I like when I'm pinning. <coughs> obviously, I pin a lot of the like beautiful spaces as well. Um, but I like when I'm scrolling through my feed and I notice that I like a room, but maybe the floor hasn't been replaced and instead there's just like a big rug or like some of the furniture is a little bit older. It doesn't look like it's just been unwrapped, you know, Mm. Um, that you can tell there's something about the space that someone is trying to work around rather than having completely like demolished and chosen what they wanted. And I don't know. I think pinning those things is inspiring because it means that, like, I could do that, too. And that's not to say that those pictures aren't incredibly styled and, like, specifically composed for Pinterest. Like, I'm sure people put a lot of work into them as well. And it's not, like, me taking a photo of our living room, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think that the willingness to, like, leave something like that in there to not completely crop out your ugly tile or, like photoshop the shit out of it or something is admirable and so i like to pin those things and say like look not everything is perfect and i still like this i'm still attracted to it visually yeah maybe i'll try to curate some of those in a pinterest board like all together Hmm. and share them in the show notes that'd be a pretty good project yeah Hmm. but i mean it also is like you taking a picture of the living room because pictures of our living room exist on pinterest as part of this podcast pinterest right well, your Pinterest as part of the podcast content. They exist on Instagram. I guess I could uh, upload to Pinterest more. I honestly don't use Pinterest to its like fullest potential because I don't really understand it. It's more of just like a curation space for my inspo. I don't know if anyone uses Pinterest to its full potential. That's not true, actually, because my next point, there's a woman um, who runs a, an Instagram account called Gorilla Designs. Her name is Medina. 
and she has a whole course about how to like support your business via Pinterest. Wow, she runs a course on it. Yeah, That's and she gives talks about it and stuff. You should check it out. Maybe you could run your business with the support of Pinterest. I don't know if I want to, but maybe I will check it out. She is a designer, so like it makes a little more is, sense. Yeah, it is very on brand for her. But my next point, which we'll roll into because I'm talking about her, is like you can follow people on Pinterest. So I like to specifically follow people whose stuff like makes me feel good. Um, I think there's a difference between liking something and something making you feel good. And I know people talk about this in all spaces, not just design. But if you're scrolling through your feed and like someone's content makes you feel inadequate or makes you feel sad or makes you feel like shit, don't follow them. Don't. Don't do it. Because you don't like need that on your own personal curated Pinterest page. Cut it. So Cut it. Like, cut it. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> Like, Medina, I started following on Pinterest because I'd found her through Instagram, but I realized after I did that that I had actually pinned a ton of her content before I followed her. She's the one who's um, who has that black wall that then, like, extends uh, that's cool. into the room. That's a good one. Yeah. So her stuff is really cool, and I like her because she also lives in a rented space. And so a lot of her content is about how to do design within the parameters of renting. And she has a series called How I Rent, which is also now its own Instagram account where mm. she interviews other renters and talks to them about design. Wow. She's British, so it's not like entirely our situation, but I thought that was pretty cool. And that's the sort of stuff that like makes me feel nice when I see it, you know? It's like her rented space with the parameters of not being an owner of that space and how she makes that work. And I think that that's lovely. Hmm. Or like Shavonda Gardner, who I love to follow, is really like open about how much redoing her whole house is costing and how slowly she has to go through it because every single thing costs money and like <laughs> you can't just gut renovate a house every time you buy one, you know? Um, and so she is really transparent about like, these are the steps of the process and eventually I'm going to replace this floor. But right now I've bought this rug that goes over it. And like, I'm focusing on the wallpaper because then people's eyes will be drawn up and away from like all of the stuff I don't want them to see. And I think that those are good tips as well. And her house looks really cool despite the floor that she wants to replace, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think those are good things. To think about and um i was actually inspired to do this episode because elsie larson who is half of the beautiful mess team um was doing some instagram stories about how long her home renovation took her and that they just finished after four years hmm. and like that's not something that's talked about in the internet space that often you know even if people are doing projects really slowly they're drawing them out because of content you know not so much because of a timeline or a budget or something like that. So sure. I think I think there's more people in the space now talking about like this stuff is hard and it takes time and it takes money and not everything is perfect, you know? Mm. And I think that's cool and those are the people I like to follow and those are the conversations I like to see because that's the situation we're in. Like there are limits in a lot of ways. And that doesn't make our apartment bad or not Pinterest worthy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, agreed. I'm not on it as often as you, or in it as much as you. But it, I mean, specifically design content also. So my Pinterest is mainly, actually, oddly, my Pinterest has a lot of hiking prep. I found a weird hiking niche of Pinterest, especially in regards to recipe. The recipes, wow. <laughs> Capital <laughs> really. R recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In regard to a recipe, uh, then I have some garden stuff for ideas. Then I have my cooking stuff. I have some style ideas and uh, exercise stuff too. But that's mainly just random stuff I found. I think in all of those spaces, though, there is um, some work one needs to do. Like in a style photo, you have to know that there's like a whole team that created that image, right? That it's not just that guy walking down the street looking awesome in a suit with like sure. a cool beard. And the wind blowing his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. someone's holding the fan <laughs> while the photo is taken. <clears throat> Someone like oiled his beard. Yeah. Someone chose that suit and like fitted him into it. Like I that is all part of the design space too. And mm-hmm. like probably the food styling space and the exercise space and everything. Yeah, I mean, the exercise space, honestly, is just a collection of, like, old and somewhat current anatomy charts that I think are cool. <laughs> so if you want to see some, like, weird anatomy charts, check out my Pinterest page. <laughs> we can link your <coughs> Pinterest in the show notes and wow. get you some followers. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. We'll, we'll think on that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it in the show notes? It's too private? It's not necessarily private, but it's just, like... I guess it is kind of private. It's you private gotta, in a public way. It's public. You got to use the private Pinterest boards. I discovered the private Pinterest boards, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Donnie's Pinterest might be a secret, so sorry, guys. Yeah, secret. <laughs> Plus, I'm pretty low on the Pinterest algorithm if you just look up Donnie Welch. Good luck, everyone. That's true. There was, like, a NASCAR guy before you. Mm-hmm. There were some other pretty cool individuals wow. who... Uh, usurped you there yeah even that can't call them cool i mean maybe they are cool individuals but you gotta not think like that we're all cool pinterest all together (laughs) i think that's what not cool people tell themselves you gotta debunk the idea of internet coolness jordan (laughs) this is what this shit is all about that's true you are correct thanks for listening to this episode of apartment 26 For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.